Welcome to Emma's podcast. So in today's podcast, I have somebody that, by the way, the music you heard, and I talked about it, is from uh, Jenner from Studio Stargazer. And we had, and I had him a few times on my show, Jenner, because I love Jenner, officially just said to dad right here, because I have another guest here today, and it is Jenner's dad which is awesome because I wanted his dad to be on my podcast as well because I had a lot of questions. So first, just to give you a little bit of a background, um, he is, uh, first of all, he's retired. He's a retiree, so every day is a Friday. <laughs> we cannot say that in the wrong way. So, and he has the pleasure to tell everybody around this is Friday every day. You gotta love it. But uh, he is a very gifted person. First of all, he's a master woodworker. And even though he's not going to admit it officially, I have heard from a little bird named Jenner that he is extremely gifted with woodwork, with doing not only a remodeling in a beautiful house, and I'm going to have to ask for the pictures later on. Then also used to be, and he's a Navy veteran, and he works for many years at Belly Up Tavern and also worked at Saturn Car Company. So, hi, Greg. How are you doing today? I am great. As I said, every day when you're retired is great. I uh, am busy. I still, I still um, pretty much work a regular schedule every day. It's just, a, it's just an abbreviated schedule and it's kind of the things that I want to do now instead of what somebody else wants me to do. So it's, uh, it's good. It's, it's a great thing. I've been retired for almost going on a year. It'll be a year at the first of the year. So what was that? 10 months I've been retired. Okay. So basically, are you turning people nuts because you're retired or not? That's the first question because when people retired, generally their spouse, children, they go and they are nonstop. They are harassing people. They don't have anything else better to do than just get on everybody else's nerves. Do you do that? <laughs> uh, no, I keep very busy. I, we're, as, as time goes by, we're, um, my wife and I are kind of generating a schedule to where get up at a certain hour we have breakfast at a certain hour we get out and we'll go walking at a certain hour and then we're coming back and uh then i've got my day's work and we sandwich lunch in there and then usually by three four in the afternoon we start thinking about you know the evening and and catch up on the news of the day and then go into movie mode maybe later on or if we're going out or something like that then we'll do that but it's it's still kind of a schedule, and I, I think that's important because, you know, you have to have um, you have to have something to do. So, and I think a lot of people fail at retirement because, you know, I, and I've known people, you know, they say I they say they're retired, and I say, well, how do you like that? And they they say, you know, I'm bored. I'm bored out of my mind. Well, you're bored out of your mind because you haven't figured out. A way to um, motivate yourself to do, you know, things that you want to get done. That and 
if not for yourself, then maybe for somebody else. So you can always stay busy somehow. You know, it's it's very, very easy to stay busy. I like that. I liked you already had something going on as well. Plus, it gives opportunity to do something that you really like. So now I'm curious about the woodwork, um, because it looks like uh, for the life you had working at Saturn, the belly up, Navy, where is the inspiration to work with wood? Where is yeah, it coming from? That, that you know, that actually came from... Um... It goes, it goes way, way, way back to when I, I was a kid. Um, I grew up in the 60s, basically. I mean, I was born in 56. I, we were very much latchkey children. And I was born to um, a single mom, um, three kids. And uh, we always had chores to do. And... Um, as I got a little older, I, you know, my mom would complain about this being broken or that being broken. And I had a really great neighbor, uh, two doors down, who who knew a lot. And he acted kind of like a second dad to me. And he taught me a lot of things about uh, home repair. And from that, uh, I, I went on to high school and I, I you know, uh, they still taught shop back in those days, and I took wood shop and uh, auto shop and enjoyed both of them quite a bit in high school. And so I wound up, um, you know, I, I, I wound up getting a degree out of San Diego State University and then parlaying that into uh, becoming a naval officer, which was a short career, it was only about four and a half years. And then from there, I went into the car business, but I've always kept, um, I've always kept the woodworking kind of in the background, but something that I do for fun and something that I enjoy and all, uh, you know, it's become so expensive that at this point, the woodworking, you have to, you have to recreate and repurpose things. And, and I've been, I do a lot of that. So I've, I've repurposed, um, construction two by fours into a dining table an eight foot long dining table and, i was you know, ready to say maybe you can go incognito and please don't do that when i'm saying it people incognito into the wood and start to uh, cut the trees and incognito you know <laughs> in the middle of the night dragging that big tree back home and start to work with that so basically <laughs> sorry could not help myself when you say that because that's true the price of the wood went up last year and even yeah last year this year it's oh, kind it's, of yeah. a little bit better but it's pretty horrifying for the the price and the cost so throughout the years even in the navy when you were working uh in a car in the automotive industry um have you kept this going just for repair or did you start it to create piece of art or sculptures or something of that you know something creative uh, the woodwork, the woodworking is is um, it, it's a mixture of both. I've made uh, some some creative things, and you know, um, I've I've been in this house with my wife for uh, over 25 years now, and there's always something to do here. So it's a little of both. Um, 
lately, uh, my uh, my stepmother wanted a doorstop, and it was a it was made out of uh, it was a, a bird shape, and so I've been making uh, bird doorstops for everybody for you know Christmas end of the year. So um, we're thinking up little things here and there that we can put together that are you know horribly expensive and creative and. Um, it's kind of a fun thing, uh, and it keeps me entertained and, and busy, which is always important. So, um, commercially, I'm not really interested in trying to sell what I make, but I do enjoy making things and um, passing them, them along to other people. Okay, so the knowledge required for that, I must say, uh, must be very deep, which comes down to the woodwork. <coughs> Excuse me, I should have had my... Uh glass of water and I did not. Great. Mm. <laughs> I did not want it and now I'm gonna need it. It's awesome. Mm. So looking at the woodwork, have you ever thought because you have learned this and you have been practicing and doing it and mastering it for so many years, have you ever thought to maybe um, doing recording some video so you can pass down your knowledge to people? Mm. <coughs> I, you know, that's you know why a... I'm saying that? I'm going to tell you why. Because look at Stradivarius, who created those magnificent, and there is maybe five left, five or seven, I don't remember the number of violin. Nobody, even the technology we've got today, nobody is capable to make those violins. So the person, Stradivarius, who was a master violinist to create those beautiful violins, mm -hmm. passed away with his legacy. I'm going to use Plisse Fortuny. Fortuny was somebody who worked in, in fabrics, and he had a very, very specific Plisse that nobody can reproduce. Nobody can do it. Now, you have that knowledge. Would you think that, because we're going to, bring Jenner into the conversation, even though he's not allowed to talk, but I'm going to bring him into the conversation indirectly. Your son, who owns Studio Stargazers, do videos, do fantastic, he's phenomenal. He's one person that I adore and I love very much. He's such a great creative mind, could help you to create those, to pass it down, because you get that knowledge. Hmm. Have you ever thought about that since every day is a Friday? I, for the for the most part, I've, I've discovered that my son marches to kind of a different drum. He not that he's not interested in things that I do, but his he his interests are things that are out of the realm of my capability. Like his music, I, and I love his music, but. I don't have the capability of making music. I I I am tongue deaf and, and and my brain cannot could not possibly make both of my hands work independently to create music. I love it, um, but it's out of the realm of, of what I am comfortable with. And so and many many things that Jenner likes are out of my realm of comfort. So. But here's the deal, you can create a video without having your face on it, just your hands, and show how it works. 
and teach mm. people, pass down the legacy. And for him, because he can record, he can do the video and uh, take care of that. Because I'm thinking he is a producer, so why not utilizing his skill set and no gender? <laughs> Now he's popping his face in and out. He's like, oh boy, oh boy. But I'm thinking, you know, uh, having the knowledge you've got, it will be such a waste to do not pass it on for others. Because <clears throat> as I explained, he has those, what you don't have, which mean the video recording, the producing. So you don't have to do anything except explain and teach how to. Mm. Or have you ever thought of doing some classes as a community college or something like that, just once a week teaching these arts? Because it's a dying arts, but we still need it. Mm. Yeah, not at this point. Not. I, I don't feel like I'm a... Uh, no matter how much I learn, I, I um, uh, feel like I... I I'm not at the level where, you know, I'm a master of anything. I'm a, I'm a kind of a jack of all trades, but master of none. Um, so I know a little bit about a lot of things. Um, but the, the woodworking that, and, and that is, um, something that, um, it's a hobby to keep me busy, but it's, it's not within my realm at this point to become a master of it. Now that that may change. I may I may figure out how to make a musical instrument. I may figure out how to make something new and that may become a passion for me. And I don't know that, whether that will happen anytime soon, but at this point um, and for the last few years, as, as far as Jenner is concerned, what I've wanted to pass down to him has been um, you know, basically coping skills, dealing with life, uh, thoughts on religion, thoughts on, you know, um, how to get things done. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, yeah. At some level. Per, 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 parental wisdom, you know, learn, you're learning the hard way and what you've learned the hard way and, and exactly. passing that along to him. Now I want to go back because I'm going to push back to you on this one. Uh, you made a statement that's very interesting. Actually, the gift you've got for the woodworking, it doesn't need to be a brand new piece of something because you mentioned to me, you kind of refurbish, you reuse, repurpose. And when people, you know, do doing brand new thing with wood, fantastic. But when you can show people how to repurpose things, it gives ideas. So think about this one. I don't want an answer, right? But think <laughs> about what you have done and how it can help because when you're looking at master, and I really like the fact that you're extremely humble because some people will say, I'm a master, and it's like, okay, good for you. But generally, a master never said they are masters on what they do. They are student. They will continue to be student. But what you do is repurposing the woods. So to me, is a very essential key when you create. You can take a piece, and I've seen it with people who are close to me, who can take something that already exists and transform, elevate, modify it. So it doesn't have to be a blank canvas. Not everybody does that. That blank canvas when you build from scratch or you create something from scratch. But think about this, because I believe it would be interesting for people 
to see this kind of arts, this kind of uh, what you do with the wood and see how it can be repurposed. It gives great ideas for people. You have no idea. It's like you're looking at something on YouTube and like, holy moly, I would never think about doing this with that or how to fix it or how to modify it. It's amazing. So think about this. Now, talking back about, we're going to pick on Jenner. Where did he got that talent? Because to me, I'm always amazed. It's like a ghostwriter uh, composing the music he composed. Because the again, the intro that I have from my podcast, I never asked Jenner to do that, but he came out of his heart, decided to uh, to create that intro for me, which is absolutely fantastic. He has he was- such a keen sense of words of um i don't know if he shared the journey to saturn uh but um the wordings the music is amazing he's an absolutely genius in what he does even though he's more an autodidact than a trained uh musician he has the ears he has the instinct and he's really capable to do things that are magical so is your wife and you were a creative mind or how did he come or just look at your son and said this is a pure accident he was he was, he was born with it he was born with that talent he took maybe you know one or two piano lessons as a kid he did uh i think one little piano recital but all of his talent it, it is all self-generated he he was born with it he he was born a complete individual and there was very little shaping or changing required or allowed i mean he he as i said he marches to his own drum and you know he he was very woeful about being who he is and he's done just a a wonderful job of becoming a completely autonomous individual with just remarkable talent and um you know i i no one in on my side of the family had, had any musical talent whatsoever um his mother's father sang in the choir um but but jenner just you know he sat down at a piano and and just started playing and he can play anything that you want him to play and you're right he hasn't taken a lot of lessons he's not you know a critically acclaimed you know pianist he hasn't he hasn't you know studied it his whole life but he has the capability of just sitting down at an instrument and creating something beautiful and he's you know i you know i tried to get him well why don't you learn to read music why don't you learn to write music and he's like well i don't really need to do that i can do everything that i want with music on a computer and i'm going oh well so i have to watch how i influence him because i'm old school and i have you know old ideas of you know how do you do this how do you do that while you go to school you study you go to juilliard you go this that and the other place but in his mind, he he can create and do anything he wants, and he's, you know, um, I think like me, he's probably a Type A personality where he wants to keep busy with a lot of different projects. Um, but he's he's gone about a different route than I would have gone. So, 
Um, and I've, I've discovered that about life is that people often choose very, very different routes from how do they get from point A to point B. And we're inherently taught, you know, as kids and all through our lives that we should do it this way, this way, this way, this way, and this way, and this way. And then once you grow up and, and you realize there are people, you know, that are very, very successful that aren't doing it that way. So, you know, I, I think parental knowledge is a good thing in some cases, but I think it's also can be very limiting because parents don't know everything. They're not, they're not, they're not the center of the universe. And for Jenner, he learned, he learned how to become very successful at what he wants to be. And he did it all himself. I, and I, I would, I, I think he's probably an older soul and that he was born with mm -hmm. it and he's an artist and mm -hmm. he's an artist again and he will be an artist in the future. And worker bees like me don't necessarily understand artists, but we can appreciate their art. Oh, so. I totally agree with you. So when did you first discover all of his gifts and how did you cope with that? Seriously, with your wife and say, oh boy, that is something we did not planning on that. So when um, did you discover he was that gifted? Um, you know, that's a good question because he, he did take the piano lessons of, and uh, a few, and then I probably started buying him keyboards, you know, like little Casio keyboards. And, and he started, it was kind of a slow, slow roll kind of development to where he shared it with us. Um, you know, he, he had some turbulent teens and um, unfortunately his mother and I, you know, divorced. And so I wasn't privy to the day by day of his life. Um, But the music, the musical talent, um, just developed over time, and uh, it was very, very natural for him. Very natural. Um, his his mother was um, Scottish, uh, English and Scottish descent, so she got uh, the children into um, Highland, the girls into Highland dancing, and um, he learned to play bagpipes and. No way. Picked it, picked it up right away. I mean, it, you know, he's just, he's just, he's just, he just amazes me, you know, that he can do these kind of things. And, and really without, really without a lot of input from other people, he, he just has this innate ability to create art mm -hmm. um, without much direction. So. Oh, yes. And so are the words too, because he's very impactful at the level of his words. It's very touching. It's like I said, journey to Saturn has been a fantastic experience for me. Reading his work, uh, really you could feel and sense the intensity and the energy he puts into the words. And the music is even more amazing. So for me, uh, listening to him, it's like, as I say, it's similar to a ghost writer. 
uh, it's the magic. It's like, oh boy, who would ever think about that? And I'm a creative person, but I am not a genius like he is. I must recognize my limitation. I can draw, I can do good things by drawings, but for, for the beauty of the music and how we compose, to me, it's like, oh my goodness, it's a different level. So that's why I wanted to know how do you cope or seeing him evolving as a kid before he became a teenager and maybe ask yourself, okay, what is he going to do now? He's not going to be a firefighter. He's not going to be a banker. How do you deal with the, the creativity and, you know, the sense, because I'm assuming you had a sense that, like you said earlier, he's going to decide what he wants to decide to do. Right. And, and that's, and that's, that's a hard lesson learned. Um, you know, my, my brother is a classic example of that. Um, my brother, uh, did poorly in school. Uh, he actually went to junior college for about 20 years. <laughs> he managed, he managed to go to junior college for about 20 years, but he was into uh, pottery. He was into art. Um, he he never. My brother never really had a full time job in his life. He he you know he he found a way to get by. Uh, sometimes he he depended on other people. Sometimes uh, sometimes he lived on the street. But most of the time he found a way to to make it and to be the person that he wanted to be without, you know, uh, if you're going back to the sixties and everybody's talking about working for the man and the hippies and, and all that generation, he, he took that, to, he really took that to the extreme to where he, you know, decided that he was who he was going to be. And he created his own art. And I, I suppose if Jenna really takes after anybody, he takes after his uncle because, um, he does march to that unique drum. And, um, and my brother, you know, my, my mother used to uh, be so upset because as she was, you know, getting ready to pass away, she lamented, you know, who's going to take care of him? Who, how, how will he live? How will he survive? What, what's going to happen to him? She worried so much about who he would become. And then she passed away and nothing for him really changed. He, he found a different way of moving. He found a different way of living. He, he never really changed who he was though. He was not going to be somebody that was going to work nine to five. He was not going to be somebody who was going to conform. He was not going to be somebody that anybody expected him to be. He was going to, he was going to create, he was going to sit on his couch and smoke a lot of dope and, and me being judgmental you know person that i was i didn't i had a really hard time accepting him for who he was but in the long run who's to say that you know i'm right and he's wrong you can't do it you can't people live their lives the way they want to live their lives and um through art through talent through common sense through whatever means they choose they make their way in life, whether they have their parental parents' blessing or not, whether they have society's blessing, people tend to live the way they want to live. And that's the way my brother lived. And 
that's the way Jenner lives. He lives the way he, he wants to live and he creates beautiful art and he's got great talent and he will leave probably much more behind for this world to enjoy than I've left. So who am I to say he's not right and I'm wrong? Maybe I'm just wrong being a parent growing up in the 60s and thinking that you got to go to work from nine to five every day. <clears throat> I don't think it's the 60s. I think it's, you know, as a parent, you, uh, and it's not only you, but I think all parents want best. And some of them want to make sure their children uh, have go to college, have a job, sustain their life. Some wants to live their dream through their children. They did not do. Some want to push their children to be doctors, but they don't allow the children to be who they're meant to be, to, to let them have their uh, own free will. Because at the end of the day, we are born where we are born, but we have a purpose. We have, we come here for a life purpose that might not match what our legacy and our parents want. And that's why I think the hardest part for children who are artists like Jenner, or you know, creative who are not, like you said at the beginning of the conversation, beats on the sound of their own drums. And I've done that all of my life. So I sounded crazy, I sounded lunatic, I sounded uh, for my parents who never understood me, especially my mom. She never had a clue and she's still not who I am because she doesn't understand. Right. And I think one thing that parents need to understand is you provide all of the tools. You're teaching your child the tools to live, to survive, but you should not influence them at the end of the day because they will be resentful. Some uh, children are resentful because they miss their calling because they wanted to please the parents or they didn't have a choice. They had to follow what they were being told to do. But realizing that Jenner at a young age was his own master must have been a big challenge for you who is somebody who again had a very strong ideas of what he should be doing it must have been a battle for your own self internal battle to you know being challenged i i tried not to live my life giving him all of my parental values um, and the reason for that was is, is um, my mother passed away when he was about two years old and, and I wasn't really close to my father and he passed away about 10 years later so uh, but what I figured out at you know after my parents passed away and I had uh, time to reflect um, I took them down off of their pedestals and that I had put them on their whole lives. And I, I realized that they were just people. And mm -hmm. uh, they had, they certainly had their good points and they certainly had their faults. And they tried to shape my life the way they thought that it should be lived. And um, I didn't want to do that to my kids. And so I didn't. Um, the real, the only real problem with Jenner um, growing up was that he didn't want to go to school. He didn't want to get out of bed. He didn't want to. He didn't. He, he, 
You know, Jenner, 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 Jenner likes staying awake all night long, but Jenner does not like getting getting up and 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 conforming in the morning. And you know, his his mother would call me, and she, and she was like, "I'm gonna drag him to school naked. I don't care." <laughs> you won't, won't get. You won't get up. You won't get up. You've got to do something. Well, you're you're in Idlewild, and I'm in, you know, Santee. What yep. would you like me to do about it? Um, <laughs> well, you got to yell at him. Well, I had a really, really hard time staying angry at Jenner ever in his life. I, I just couldn't stay angry at him when he was when he was small. He was a beautiful little boy, and he was, you know, he was a little rapscallion. I would call him. But I couldn't stay mad at him, you know. It, I couldn't play that role of the mean dad, you know. And then he grew up. He grew up and he grew up into a teenager, you know. And he had all, you know, teenage type problems. And I just, you know, I just tried to tell him, you know, it's okay. It's okay for you to be you, you know. Do the best you can, you know. Make the best out of your situation. Try not to drive. Try not to drive your mother nuts, you know. Be the person that you want to be and be happy. If, if, if you can, if you can, you know, if you can take care of yourself and you can be happy, you got you got the world in your hands. You you can be anything that you want to be. So I tried not to. I tried not to um, judge him for who he was. Because now you're talking about him dragging him out of the bed in the morning. What is the? Uh, because we're talking about somebody who's a very strong-minded as Jenner, which I love. Um, what is the naughtiest thing he ever done as a kid? The naughtiest thing he ever did as a, as a kid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Uh, uh, the, two th the, the two things that really stand out in my mind uh, happened uh, in the last few months that I was living with him full time and that was we we had a brand new house my my first wife and I bought a brand new house we waited for it to be built in uh, Oceanside or San Marcos rather and um, he Jenner loved to play with his sisters all the time and uh, he did two things in particular that stood out one was he poked a hole through uh, the screen in the window in his bedroom and then decided to urinate out on the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> My God, who came up with that idea? Why? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how you ever come up with that sort of idea. You never and, ask him why. And, and, and the other thing that he did that really stood out was he took all of his he took all of his sister's Barbies, Barbie dolls, and he took them all apart and tried to flush all of them down the toilet. And I, want, I came up <laughs> I came home and I wound up having to take the having to take the toilet completely out and and, and, and fish all the fish all the Barbies out of the toilet the wrong way because they they were all jammed in there seven ways from Sunday. Oh. Those, yeah, those, those are those the are two interesting things. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but you know, e even then, I couldn't really get mad at him. I could, I just couldn't stay mad at you him. Know for one it was so damn funny and you yeah. know how, how do you get mad when you know when your wife says do you know what your son did today and I, and I say what and he goes 
He stuck his wiener out, through the, out the window and urinated in the yard. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing, laughing. My I'm laughing my ass off. It's like, he's like, you've got to go do something about this. And, 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 and I'm like, seriously, what would you like me to do without laughing hysterically? I, I, yeah. I just couldn't be mad about it. You can, so. you can like punish the boy. You got a great idea. You know, he was, you know, yeah. it's not. And plus, think about it. It saved time. Instead of going to the bathroom, you know, open the door, get up. No, you just slide the window <laughs> up and just to get out there and you're done. That's all. It's cool. It's just. <laughs> and Jenner is still not allowed to talk, guys. That's why. So he can listen what we're saying, but he cannot talk. <laughs> Oh my God! So that's he's amazing. A great, he's a great son. Let's let's put it that way. He's a great son, and I I enjoy him immensely. And I I rarely, 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 rarely uh, get mad at him. Usually, if, if the only time I've really gotten really mad at him was when I had too much wine to drink, and that was my fault. So uh, he is a very strong-willed individual, and. Mm -hmm. You have to learn to accept people for who they are, and that's who he's going to be. And mm -hmm. I respect him. I love him, and I wish, you know, everything the best for him. And that's all I can do, and that's what I want to do. I just want to be, you know, that the parent that loves him, and you know, do anything I can for him. And I think he knows that. I think he loves you dearly, and I think he. Uh... Yes, beautiful heart, Jenner, and I think it's the same. He really loves you and adore you, um, and really, really appreciate it. Plus, uh, you do do a podcast with him as well on Sundays, isn't it? Every once in a while, yeah, we've we've done a couple. Uh huh. Yeah, and it, it, they've um, they've kind of been largely focused on. Um, uh, religion, wisdom, life, life lessons, um, things that I can pass on to him as a father that, that, you know, things that have taken me years to learn that, you know, you I want to pass, I want to pass those things on to him. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Plus, you know, we all have our life lessons and sometimes we drag our feet to learn it. Sometimes we don't want to learn. So the, the. The longest it takes us to do it, the longest is it to get rid of it and just said, okay, I learn it. But sometimes we drag our feet, so the lesson takes a little stretch longer than usual. But I like the fact that you want to pass to him what you have learned in those mm. life lessons so he doesn't repeat them. That, to me, will be a good thing for parents who are listening, um, our future parents, that teach your children those life lessons and how to avoid them so they don't have to repeat them and do the, the work that you already have, passing down the knowledge. So I think it's great. It's fantastic. I, th I think if you can focus on that, uh, you stand a better chance of succeeding. If you tell your child uh, something that you did and why it didn't work and what the negative impact of that was, yeah, I think it's a lot more meaningful than sitting there and telling them what they should do and who they should become and uh, I, I which, what your expectation of them is. So. <clears throat> yes, because 
you let your child be who they're supposed to be, to be. You let their spirit become who they're supposed to be, which is very, very hard for some parents. Some parents do free range, which is kind of a little wild at some point, not teaching any good skill set or anything to the child, which to me is a mistake. Uh, but at least teaching them the fundamental, the base, for them to be able to utilize and let them make their mistakes, let them walk uh, the work they're supposed to and learn their life lessons as well and try and stop to cocoon them so to try to overprotect them so they oh they should not experience anything else like yeah they will experience like no matter what you're you're saying or what you're trying trying to stop them or stop to mold them to something they're not right that's the worst i think that's positively the worst thing you can possibly do is trying to make your child something that they're clearly not you know, Which I was l the luckiest of the, th the, the three, actually, because my mom didn't know what to do with me. Not to cause she had no clue. Nothing to mold here. <laughs> just like, yeah, we passed. There's no hope here over the rainbow. Which was an advantage for me. But it's hard when uh, parents really focus on their dreams or the dreams they, you know, of to become, I don't know actor or whatever and they'll just put all of those into a child which brings more pressure now for somebody like Jenner who's a creative mind it must be very interesting to go and grow with him trying to understand like you said uh, your set of mind is different than his so for somebody who is more uh, creative is more fluid to somebody like you who's okay we're learning this we're doing this really follow the pattern it must have been as i said earlier it must be a challenge but it's maybe open a little bit more your mind as well well I, I, you know um my greatest concern is you know as a parent is him being able to take care of himself you know after i'm gone and um he shows every indication that he's going to be able to do that. So I, um, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable in allowing him or not allowing, allowing is the wrong word. I'm comfortable in enjoying the time that we have together with who he wants to be. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you know, it, and that's a, that's a very different equation than I grew up with. I mean, I yeah. I, I told you I, I went in the Navy. I went in the Navy primarily because my mother wanted me to go in the Navy. Now, that would be fine and good. I mean, it, it was it was um, it was rewarding because I I'd never had more respect in my life as being a naval officer. You know, you, you get a lot of respect, but that was her projection of what I should be, not mine. Mm -hmm. And and the reality is is that I'm a homebody. I like being home. I like being I like being around family and friends and, and I don't I don't like being gone away from home a long time. And when I was in the Navy I was gone three hundred days out of the year. You know, sometimes seven and a half months at a time. And it's just it's no way to live if you want to have a life or a family or, or you know, 
and it's certainly not for a homebody. So for me to try and live up to you know, my mother's expectations, it just it just wasn't going to work. You know, it's, yeah. and it, it, it made me realize that, you know, I have to do what I'm going to do. I have to I have to become who I'm going to become. And, I, and I'm still trying to figure that one out. I, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm retired and I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. So it, 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 it's never, I've never gotten an answer yet, but, yep. uh, but I'm having, a, I'm having a good time finding out. So. Good. And you know, we go through the process and I mentioned that too, we're living through uh, the legacy of our parents, grandparents, whatever the set in motion. So in a case like you talk, and I like the fact that you uh, shared that story um, with us today is the fact that the expectation of your parents, of your mom, wasn't what you wanted to do, but you did it, but you got out of it too at the end of the day. You didn't get there and stay there for the rest of your life, but you had to go through that moment in time to maybe close a door that your mom opened. It was necessary for you to do it for the few years than you have done, even though that wasn't your dream to start with. <laughs> it, it was it was a great experience and a really, you know, lonely and sad one at the same time. But, you know, uh, yeah, you have to look at the positives. I got to see, you know, more than half the world. And believe it or not, the water looks the same everywhere. Um, <laughs> 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 well, it's good to know. But, but, but uh, yeah, the water, the water, the water in the Indian Ocean looks the, the same, the same as the water in the Pacific Ocean. Uh, oh, but you know but, what? Uh, it's interesting as well because you learned something when this happened, and I think you took it with you, and you were able to apply it with Jenner. Meaning, you did not try to impose something different on him, and I think you learned this as you were in the Navy and we probably realized afterwards that, hey, by the way, this wasn't from me, it was mom and I did this for mom. It wasn't what I wanted to do. So I think it did transfer that knowledge, that lesson right there was right. probably one of the key for you to do not try to do I, that. I, I, I stopped trying to be the, you know, the parent that was, I did not want to be the parent that was going to tell my children yeah. what to do and who they should be and who they should become yeah. because um as i said the parents aren't necessarily right no know? and especially when it comes down to your kids because people you know we pro want to protect our children we want the best for our children but they have a life purpose they have their path and we if we're doing this are going to become the grain of salt in their lives and we don't want that uh to become so I think it's a very wise lessons you learned and you were able to actually prevent the history to repeat itself. You broke the cycle, which is great. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's it's very powerful. I think it's very good. And uh, Jenner, no crying, nothing, no words, nothing. It's <laughs> 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 the camera. <laughs> we do not yeah. want any tears. But it's pretty you know, powerful. I love you, that. You, I think it's something that Jenner is conscient about it, or if he's not, he is now. But I think it's good to hear from a father, from a parent, what you have done. 
because it can open the eyes of other parents who want the best, but they need to realize you're here to teach them. Then you need to let them be. They're, Which is they're, they're largely hardwired to become who they're going to become. And, exactly. Um, he evidenced that from day one. So um, I recognized it. I recognized that he was going to be who he was going to be. And I certainly didn't fight it. Um, exactly. You know, I, yeah, you, have to, you have to celebrate people for who they are. The world needs, and I've told him, the world needs all kinds of people. The world needs, you know, ditch diggers and carpenters and bakers and nail salon experts and, you know, philosophers and authors and you name it. The world needs all kinds of people. There's a niche for you somewhere. Just find that niche and, and pursue it and figure out how you can, you know, not only enjoy it, but make a living at it so that. You know, so that you're not really working, you're just enjoying what you're doing with your life. I totally agree. And I think he's doing it very well and he's learning it more and more. And his creativity is getting stronger and stronger, which is beautiful. He is, as I said, he is, has such a way with music, the words as well that go with the music. Because um, if people want to check uh, studio stargazers, you would be amazed not only the albums, but Journey to Saturn, uh, listen to uh, his podcast, Wave. Um, it's it's amazing what, as a genius, because for me, he is a genius. Um, he is an autodidact, which I am an autodidact, so it's funny because we, between autodidacts, we know who we are. But it's very beautiful to see somebody who's capable to such a wide range. And as you said and pointed out, he can play any freaking instrument at any given time, which mm -hmm. not everybody can do that. But he can hear the music, compose the music. And there is, um, I don't remember if it was Mozart, I don't remember who was um, composed the music in the past. I forgot the name of the musician and wasn't even formally trained to write music, but he right. was doing it on a piano. So gifts can be come from different way. And when you get such a strong spirit and way of creation, to me, it's amazing. Uh, to me, I'm amazed. I'm amazed for people who create music. I'm amazed for people who can put those words and together as well. Uh, and as I said, it's it's amazing. It's empowering. And to know the dad, it's even amazing. <laughs> but no, I I know, Jenner. I know. And you still cannot talk because you're not allowed to talk. <laughs> We just let you know with people that Jenner is not allowed to talk. It's only between Greg, Dad, oh. Dad, Jenner's dad, and myself. He's not allowed to talk for us. Uh, oh. No, oh. no, no. He's on the corner. He knows that. He knows that uh, we're not entering this. We'll do another one. We're definitely going to do another podcast with you. And we're going to have Jenner talking at that time. But <laughs> right now, it's not, he's not allowed to talk. Okay. No, no, it's all good. So what is the best word of wisdom did you ever give on one of the top, maybe two word of wisdom did you give to uh, Jenner? Um, religion and morality were a big hang up for him. Um, 
because of his identity and um, something that I had read um, at one point was Gospel of Thomas and um, it, it's a different way of looking at religion really uh, which is probably the reason that it's not included in the Bible and the, the, the way that it really looks at it is that That's okay. That's also my note to somebody's coming in, and Daddy is the warrior. Um, is that you know, a church can be anywhere, and you know, the focus of the the focus of the church should be love and not judgment, and and. Um, and that's and that's really what I told him that religion really is about. It's not you know it, it's not about um, Christian values or Hindu values or anybody else's values. It, religion should really be the the uh, about love because I think that's God's message is that He loves us and He wants us to become the best versions of ourselves. And is the pure so love. That, that, I know some that, people. That, that, that's what I really wanted to impart to him is, you know, and to anybody else that cares to listen is that, you know, become the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. I think that we, I think that we come back time and time and time again. And I think the ultimate goal is to become the best version of yourself. And, and that's, you know, yes. And learn our life lessons in order to grow and mature. I absolutely agree with you on your statement. And not only this, but remind people that the universe, I call it the universe. Um, the universe is not there to bring the fear in us. It's pure love. It's unconditional love. So that's mean everything we do, we have our own free will. So we act upon what we feel like it. Now, every action has a reaction. Karma is always there to make us pay all wrong. Even if people think we don't, you pay. You pay the, what I call it, the quinta at the end of the day, no matter what. But the universe, a.k.a. God, or whomever you want to call it, is always pure love. It doesn't punish us. It's love, unconditional love. And I think a lot of people use the religion to bring fear in people, thinking he's going to go and not like, no, no, that's karma, that's different. Whatever you do, you yeah. have your own free will. So, action does a, uh, brings a reaction automatically. But I think it's, yeah. a, it's a very powerful to let know your child that it's love, it's the best version of yourself, and be who you truly are. You know, and 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 and, and the, the converse side of that is is sin. When you when you do things that you you know we're wrong and mm -hmm. we've all done them we've all done them over and over and over again yep you don't you don't get rid of those ideas you live with them for years and years and years mm -hmm. and years you 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 punish yourself with that sin whatever it is and uh, you know you you ask for forgiveness but it's but it's something that you carry in the back of your mind always and the less you do that the better your life is going to be the, the, the more you, you know, live your life not regretting the things that you've done, the better your life is going to be. And that's, you know, so should you follow the rules? Yeah, you should follow the rules. You shouldn't steal. You shouldn't kill people. You shouldn't, you know, covet your neighbor's wife. You shouldn't do all these things. 
but really what that boils down to is, you know, if you do those things, you're going to remember it. You're going to feel bad about it. You're going to regret it. And you're going to live with it for the most of your life. And they're just not things that go away. So looking to reshape your life in, into um, something that you're proud of is, 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 I think, the goal of religion. It's, it's the goal of, you know, just being a happy person on this planet. You know, you... you Want to, want to be proud of who who you are and what you've done and where you where you've been and where you're going and how people remember you. And accepting, I think the hardest part for most people. That's why sometimes we act and uh, <clears throat> the way we want to act. It's accepting who we truly are. That's the hardest part. Accepting who we truly are. Accepting our spirit. Accepting that this is who we are and loving ourselves actually because when you love yourself that means you're connected with the universe that means you're at peace so and that's that's a very difficult um act to follow as <laughs> well but when you can bring peace within your heart and accept who you truly are then everything changes around and you don't have to uh, do anything wrong because you really start to really connect with people at a different level. Mm-hmm. You change. I, you change I, I think. I, I think with. I think age probably has something to do with that. The older you get, the more you experience yeah. the 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 more you figure out that fighting and hate and everything else is just isn't worth it. And you you look you look for more ways to be at peace with yourself and at peace with the world and, and you you kind of just tend to reshape who you are because yep. you're you're not that young angry person anymore you know you're, yep. you're you've grown up and, and wisdom came <laughs> if, if you're if you're lucky enough to survive if you're yes. lucky enough to survive you know <laughs> you gain some wisdom and, and figure out what it's all about exactly exactly so well what i would like to do is uh greg is to do another episode with you next month okay and we're gonna have jenner in okay next okay. and there next month he cannot he cannot say anything today he knows he's in not in a dog house but i put him on the corner i said i mentioned to jenner i said we you cannot talk we, you cannot talk so i wanted to talk to dad <laughs> Today is Dad's okay. day. All and right. Next month we will um, actually uh, talk and do what we got to do to have Jenner with us as well and have a great interaction because I'm sure there is some wisdom that's going to come out of it. But it was just a fabulous uh, episode today. Thank you so much, Greg, for coming. Uh- <laughs> thanks for ha- thanks for having me. It was kind of fun. I enjoyed it. Oh yes! Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I really did, and I think uh, the words you spoke is going to be resonating with people who are going to listen to it as well and inspired. And that, to me, is what matters the most when I do my podcast. It's inspiring uh, people because that's the goal: inspiration. So it was a pleasure to have you with me today on Emma's Universe, and I do know that uh, uh, Jenner is back. <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you want to talk? You, you you can talk now, Jenner. You can talk uh, before we say goodbye. How you doing, Jenner? I just I just gotta say, wow, that was an amazing episode. I cannot wait to just go back over every single moment of this and uh, turn it into an audio masterpiece and. and Actually, I'll probably end up playing some music behind it. Um, yes, I was I'm thinking instead that. of in, instead of <laughs> instead of scoring, I'm actually thinking of actually just improvising something on the piano. Cool. As a, as yeah. I'm listening back to it, so that might be really interesting. No, but yeah, wow, just wow. <laughs> See, awesome. I knew I, I I had I had this feeling. I'm like, you guys should talk. I know. I Man, wanted to talk to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> to talk to you, Dad. It explains a lot. Yeah. Good. How I got good. so cool. I have a real cool yeah. dad. Yes, you we'll do. Meet again. We'll meet again next month. Yes, we are. We're going to meet ne- <laughs> again next month. So thank you so much. All right. No, thank you. Bye-bye. The music in this episode by me. Jenner from the album's Origin and Polaris, available for download and for license at studiostargazer.org.